friends. Are you looking for a new podcast? Maybe something you can share with your littles? Something that has some storytelling in it? Well, then look no further. We have Storytime with Philip and Mommy, where my son and I sit and discuss all the great books that you might love while we read them. So, Little Golden Books, Berenstain Bears, and even the new classics like Bluey. We sit down, we read, we discuss, and we have so much fun doing it. Come and join us. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, it's the Reading Bug here to let you know that today's episode of Reading Bug Adventures is sponsored by Penguin Young Readers Group, a global leader in children's publishing. Featuring My Book with No Pictures by B.J. Novak. Please help support our sponsor, And create your own version of the incredibly popular The Book With No Pictures in this all-new activity version of the popular book. Available at thereadingbug.com or your local independent bookstore. Hi, reader, and welcome back for part two of our Thanksgiving adventure. Part one was released earlier, so be sure to listen so you're all caught up. As we get closer to the Thanksgiving holiday in the United States, what are you thankful for? I'm thankful for all the support from all of you. Each original Reading Bug adventure is written, performed, recorded, and produced by The Reading Bug, our family-owned independent children's bookstore. And we couldn't do it without your continued support. Please write a review of our podcast and tell all of your friends and family to listen, too. It really helps. I'm sure you're just as excited as I am to get back to our adventure. But before we go, I have a few people to thank. Reading Bug Adventures is mixed and mastered by Resonate Recordings and made possible by our sponsors and by listeners like you. A special thank you and hello to Emma and Margot from California, our newest patrons. You're part of what makes Reading Bug Adventures possible. To learn more about how you can help support us too, please visit our page at patreon.com slash readingbugadventures. You can also support The Reading Bug by shopping with us at thereadingbug.com this holiday season. At thereadingbug.com, we have millions of books available, including favorites recommended by our staff. Or, if you're looking for a really special holiday gift, try readingbugbox.com. Reading Bug Box is a monthly book delivery with books that are hand-picked by me and my bookstore staff and matched to the unique age, interest, and reading level of every subscriber. No two boxes are the same. It's a perfectly personalized gift for any child, whether they already love reading or they need to be inspired, and a terrific present for the holidays, birthdays, or whenever. Visit readingbugbox.com today to purchase a subscription for any child baby to 13 on your holiday shopping list. Okay, reader, let's make our way back to Plymouth, Massachusetts in 1621 and see if we can find the pilgrims to celebrate the first Thanksgiving. If you remember, we've already found the Wampanoag tribe and made a friend, Little Bear, who's leading us through the forest closer to the pilgrims who live nearby. Are you ready to go back to our adventure? Great! Then, on the count of three, let's all imagine ourselves back to 1621. Ready? One, two, three, let's fly! It's a reading bug adventure, there's lots of fun in store. Just inside our book bag, there's new places to explore. Grab your crayons and paper, and your imaginations too. The Reading Bug and I can't wait to share our trip with you.
Peter. Welcome back. I'm so glad to see you again and so thankful to have you on this adventure with me, the reading bug, the spelling bee, and our new friend, Little Bear. I'm thankful because you are a friend and a fellow adventurer, of course, but also because Little Bear has volunteered to lead us through the dark forest where we could encounter a hungry bear or a wolf. And we definitely won't want to face those dangers alone. Lauren, don't worry. I'm confident I can keep us safe. It is true that there are wolves and bears in our forest, but there's also moose, deer, otters, beavers, and other animals who might make their home here. The Wampanoag hunt these animals because they provide us with the leather skins that we wear, and the furs that keep us warm, and the food that keeps us alive. Animals are very good at hiding, but I and other Wampanoag are able to track animals by searching for signs that they have moved through the forest before us, and the fresh snow on the ground, and the cold air means that nothing can pass by without leaving prints. If there are animals nearby, I will know. Thank you, Little Bear. I do feel safe for having you here. I know you're risking a lot taking us into the forest like this. That's right. Reader, remember that there's a young boy named Oceanus missing from the Pilgrim Village. And even though the Pilgrims and Wampanoag have been living peacefully, the Pilgrims believe Little Bear's people, the Wampanoag, may have taken the boy and are threatening violence. Little Bear agreed to take us into the forest to help search for Oceanus. But if the Pilgrims find Little Bear before we find Oceanus, the Pilgrims might blame Little Bear and take him prisoner. Thank you for leading our way, Little Bear. I could not let you enter the forest alone, and I do not have confidence that the Pilgrims possess the tracking ability to find their lost child. Together, we may be able to help rescue Oceanus before any harm befalls him. What was that found? It sounds T-E-R-R-I-F-Y-I-N-G. Terrifying! Shh! No one move. Stay very still and quiet. Look, Lauren. Here. See this scat underneath the tree in front of us? Scat? What is scat? Oh, I read about scat and what do they do with all that poo? By Jane Kurtz. Scat is just another name for animal poo. P-O-O? Yuck! Yes, we can tell what kinds of animals have been here from their scat and how recently. Sounds pretty recent to me. Whatever is making that noise is close by. Oh, look over there, little bear. The twigs and grass are broken and flattened. Is that a sign that an animal has been here before us? Very good, Lauren. Yes, and if you can bend over so that your head is almost touching the ground, you can also see the tracks in the snow. There are four toes on each foot with claw marks present. The claw marks meaning the tracks came from a coyote or a wolf. Based on their size, these look like wolf tracks to me. The scat looks like wolf as well. Wolves leave dropping in the middle of trails to tell other wolves that they have passed through. There is definitely at least one and maybe more wolves nearby. Wolves? Is that what's making that noise? I think so, yes. But look here, in the snow just beside us, can you see what I'm seeing? Yes, I see. More animal tracks, I think, except... Except those ones look like shoe prints, small ones, like those of a little boy. Oh no, do you think we're too late? We have no time to waste. Wait here, and I'll run up ahead. It's too dangerous for us to all go at once. But little bear, we can't stay here all alone. Oh no, reader, he's gone. This adventure is getting pretty scary. And little bear is running right into danger. What should we do? 
Don't be afraid, Lauren. I read that Wampanoag hung with their father starting at a very early age. I'm sure Little Bear can take care of himself. But, 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 who's going to take care of us? Don't worry, friends. I am back. I didn't see the pilgrim boy, and from the look of his tracks, I think that he may have passed through here a long time ago. But I did find something else. You did? What? The cries echoing through the forest are those of my sister. We call her Wolfie. She has fallen into a pit to trap elk, deer, bears, and wolves. The pit is very deep, and poor Wolfie can't get out. I must rescue her, and if I don't, she will be killed by the trapper who dug the pit or attacked by buzzards when she becomes too weak to defend herself. Will you please follow me to the trap so that we can try to save her before it's too late? Your sister? She's making such terrible sounds. I I thought it was a wild animal. She must be in great danger. Of course we'll help you, little bear. Hurry! Thank you. Follow me this way. Sister Wolfie, don't be afraid. It's me, your brother, Little Bear. I brought friends, and we are here to help. Um, Little Bear, I am so sorry. But your sister may have already been eaten. All I see in this pit is a very big and very bad wolf. Spelling Bee, that wolf is my sister. That's Wolfie. The animals of the land, the sky and sea, are all our brothers and sisters. Oh, but Little Bear, wolves are wild animals. You said so yourself. If we get too close, won't we be attacked? Wolfie sure looks hungry. Wolfie won't attack us because she's not just my sister. She's also my friend. Wolfie lives near our village and is gentle with members of my tribe. We feed her from our harvest and hunt, and she protects us from danger. Do you mean that Wolfie is your pet, then? I do not know this word, pet. The animals that live in our village are our friends. They protect us by letting us know when strangers are near, and they chase other animals away from the village. And wolves like Wolfie also help us hunt. Wolfie has the very best nose, and she uses it to help us find animals. We are hunting. Trust me, she will not hurt any friend of mine, but we have to help her quickly. Okay, little bear, if you say so, but that pit is very deep. What can we do to get her out? If you hold one end of the strong branch, I'll hold the other end. I'll climb into the pit to reach Wolfie, and I'll need you to help pull Wolfie and me back to safety. Do you think you can do it? Reader, what do you think? Can we help lower Little Bear into the pit with the wolf and then pull him back up again? It's going to take a lot of work, especially on the slippery, snowy forest floor here. But Wolfie clearly means so much to Little Bear. Little Bear was kind enough to help guide us through the forest, so I think we should help him rescue his friend, don't you? Great, thank you. Wolfie, it won't be long now. Lauren, reader, hold the top of this long branch as I climb into the pit. Great. I'll let you know when I've got Wolfie in my arms. I've got her. Please pull us up again. Reader, are you ready? Let's pull hard on the branch together to see if we can help Little Bear climb out with Wolfie. Ugh, this is really hard. And I keep slipping. We're pulling as hard as we can. It's working. Keep on pulling. I'm nearly at the top. Quickly, lean over and I'll hand Wolfie up to you. Wait, you'll hand her up to me? But Little Bear, what is... Look at that! She is friendly! 
She's licking my face just like a dog. That's because she's thankful. And so am I. One more thing to be thankful for. Not um... so fast. Don't move any of thee. You, Wampanoag boy, come here and leave that wolf where she is. I will be taking all of you back to Plymouth as my prisoners, including you two strangely dressed people. If your savage tribe wants thee back, they will have to return young Oceanus to us, uninjured. Reader, Lauren, look. That must be William Bradford. We heard from Little Bear that he was looking for Oceanus. He's big and strong. Strong enough to catch us if we run, I think. And he's also carrying a large rifle. Thankfully, it's not pointed at us. Or at Little Bear. Yet. But I think we should do as he says. We must have wandered too close to Plymouth when we were chasing Wolfie's cries. I think you're right. Look, just through the trees, I can see a small village with a towering ship in the harbor nearby. I bet that's the Mayflower. And that village must be Plymouth. Pilgrim Chief, we do not have your boy. And neither does my tribe. The Wampanoag wishes you no harm. In fact, we are here because we are looking for the boy. What say thee? I cannot speak thy native language. English, please. Please, sir. Begging your pardon. We are not strange people, although we are strangers. My reader friend and I, as well as our tiny friends here, the reading bug and spelling bee, are adventurers. And we're here with our new friend, Little Bear, looking for Oceanus. We think he may have wandered into the forest. We even found his tracks nearby. Little Bear was telling you that his people do not have the boy, and that they only wish to help you find him. Thanks to thee for translating, but I'm afraid I don't believe thee. Some of our people say they saw several native men in the forest nearby about the time young Oceanus disappeared. How am I to believe they didn't capture or harm him? Pilgrim Chief, let me prove our innocence by finding the lost boy. Wampanoag are skilled trackers, and we have already spotted the boy's tracks. My sister Wolf, Wolfie, has a better nose for tracking than any person or animal. I'm certain the two of us can find the lost child and hopefully prevent any harm from befalling him. Please, Grandfather Sun is beginning to set, and snow is continuing to fall, and we have very little time to find Oceanus before night arrives. What's he saying? Translate! He, he says he can find Oceanus for you and prove that the Wampanoag are not to blame for his disappearance. Little Bear is a skilled tracker. We saw firsthand when he led us through the forests and his pet Wolfie can help him track the boy's scent. But if we're going to find Oceanus, you'll need to let us all go now before the sun sets. I agree that we are running out of time. And although Squanto has taught us about tracking, I still do not possess his skill. Despite all our searching, we have not yet been able to find the boy, and it is growing late. Okay, yes. Please help me find the boy, but I'll be coming with thee to make sure we aren't double-crossed. Yes, yes, I'm sure that will be fine. Thank you. Little Bear, we have permission to find the boy, but William Bradford here will be coming with us. Thank you, my friends. To find the boy, you must stay close to Wolfie and me. Be alert and aware of your surroundings, and be on the lookout for any danger. Let us send a prayer to Mother Earth for a successful journey and the return of the young boy, Oceanus. Lorne, reader, I will send a loud chant through the forest to call the Wampanoag warriors. I believe Wolfie can find the boy, but if we can't, or if any harm has already befallen him, we will need my people to rescue us from the Pilgrim Chief. Can you explain to the Pilgrim Chief that I'm saying a prayer so he doesn't suspect that I'm calling for my people? Enough! What is he saying? 
The sun is almost setting and we're running out of time to find the boy. Why are you standing here and chanting? Governor Bradford, just a moment longer, please. Little Bear is offering up a prayer for a successful mission to find Oceanus. I know that he prays differently than you do, but the prayer is important to him and to our success. Okay, I understand. But please make it speedy. We must find the boy. Thank you. Go ahead, Little Bear. Okay. Great spirits, please carry my voice to the air to tell the Wampanoag of their son, Little Bear. We've been captured by the pilgrims, we're prisoners here, and we won't be returned till their child reappears. They think that we took him because we're different from them, and unless he returns, this fight will not end. I'll search with the pilgrim to help find the child, but if we can't find him, we will all be reviled. And if he's been harmed by a wolf or a bear, we'll need your assistance to get out of here. Send Wampanoag warriors to help us to flee. Please hurry to help us. Please hear my plea. Okay, enough of this. Thee said thyself that we must hurry, and thou art wasting my time. Let's go! Lauren, reader, bugs, I've not heard a response from my village. I don't think they've heard me. Without the Wampanoag warriors to help, we may never escape this pilgrim chief. Can you help me? Of course we can. But how? Repeat after me, as loud as you can, so our voices can carry on the wind back to my village. Great spirits, please carry our voice through the air. Great spirits, please carry our voice through the air. We've been captured by pilgrims. We're prisoners here. We've been captured by pilgrims. We're prisoners here. Send Wampanoag warriors to help us flee. Send Wampanoag warriors to help us flee. Please hurry to help us. Please hear our plea. Please Please hurry to help us. Please hear our plea. Listen, it's the Wampanoag. They've heard us. Thank you for your help. Do they hear that? Is that thy people? What are they doing? Uh, hear what, Governor Bradford? Hurry! We must go now if we're going to find Oceanus. Let's let Little Bear lead our way. Now, Sister Wolfie, let's find the Pilgrim Boy. Look! At Little Bear's direction, Wolfie is sniffing around the area where he saw the small footprints in the snow. And now she's moving slowly into the forest, following a scent, maybe. Quickly, let's follow. I think Wolfie has found something now. I'm sure of it. She's galloping off into the forest. G-A-L-L-O-P-I-N-G. Quickly, we'll all need to run to keep up. You too, Governor Bradford. Let's go. She's running so fast. It's hard to keep up, although Little Bear doesn't seem to have any problem. Whoa, look out. There's a lot of low-hanging branches this way. Do what Little Bear is doing and swing your arms back and forth in front of you to help clear the path. Like this. Back and forth. Back and forth. Great. Ouch. Oh, no. Look ahead. Up ahead is a muddy bog. It's slippery, too, because the layer of snow on top is beginning to ice over. But Little Bear and Wolfie are going right through it. Do what they do and lift your knees high into the air as you run. That's it. Yuck. Hey, wait for me. Wait. Everybody, stop. Look, Wolfie has stopped straight ahead and is staring right into a dark, spooky cave. Does she want us to go inside? 
I don't know, reader. There could be something dangerous in there. What was that? I think it came from inside the cave. Do you think it's another wolf? Or a hungry coyote? C-O-Y-O-T-E? If the boy went that way, he may be in danger. But if we go in, we may be in trouble too, little bear. What should we do? Move aside. I'll charge in and face the danger with my gun. No, no, wait. Remember that a little boy's life is at stake. Just follow me, and we'll tiptoe quietly until we can determine what's inside. Here we go. Shh. Tiptoe, tiptoe, tiptoe. Governor Bradford, keep quiet and follow Little Bear. It's pretty dark in here, Little Bear. Are you sure we're safe? Well, I'll be. Look. Reader, reading bug, bee. Look, that wasn't a wild animal whimpering at all. Wolfie has found a hungry, sleepy, dirty little boy. Mama? Papa? Oceanus, we've found you. We're going to take you to your mama and papa right now. You're safe. Praise be to Grandmother Moon and Grandfather Sun. I have so much to be thankful for. A good harvest that will feed us through the winter. My new time traveler friends who helped me rescue Wolfie. And now we have found Oceanus. Oceanus wasn't very far from his home, but I don't think we could have found him hiding in this cave without the help of Wolfie. Great work, girl. Great work indeed. To all of thee. Little bear, was it? it seems I owe thee and thy people an apology. Will all of thee come back to Plymouth with me to attend our Thanksgiving celebration as my guests of honor? Quickly, let's get out of this cold, dark cave and hurry back to Plymouth together before the sun sets. I'll carry little Oceanus with me. Watch thy step as thou walk through the dark cave through the light. This bog is even more slippery than it was before. Reader, Little Bear, Oceanus, try to stay on top and skate across it to avoid the muddy slime underneath. Wait, work! Governor Bradford, I'm so glad that Little Bear was able to find Little Oceanus. It's so dangerous here. Why did you and the other pilgrims make such a long and dangerous journey from England to America? We bug. Most of us came for religious freedom. In England, everyone has to belong to the Church of England. But my family didn't want to because we are Puritans. Puritans are also Christians, but we do not belong to the Church of England. Some Puritans moved to Holland, where they could worship the way they wanted without the threat of being thrown in jail. But it is difficult to get good-paying jobs in Holland, especially if you cannot speak Dutch. So my family and many other Puritans decided to make the trip here to America. My friends, we've reached the part of the forest with the low-hanging branches. Remember to swing your arms back and forth in front of you to help clear the way, just like this, back and forth, back and forth. Great work. Moving all the way to America is a really big change, Governor Bradford. How long did it take you to travel here? We set sail on the Mayflower on September 6, 1620. And we spotted land on November 9th after sailing for 65 days. But there was one big problem. We weren't where we were supposed to be. We wanted to land in New York, but sea storms had blown us farther north. 
Some of my fellow travelers wanted to go to New York, but it was winter, and many of us were very sick with something called scurvy. So we decided to stay right here. Scurvy? S-C-U-R-V-E-Y. That's a disease that is caused by not eating enough vegetables. That's right, Bee. Look, up ahead. I think I see the town of Plymouth through the trees. Yes, it is our village. Oceanus's parents and all the rest of the village will be overjoyed that we're back. When we landed here, we quickly found a good place to settle. The land was already cleared and farmed, but our first winter was still tough. It was colder than we had expected, freezing cold, and our food was almost gone. But those of us who could kept on building. We had planned on building 19 houses, but we wound up building only seven very small houses, as you can see. Once spring arrived, we made an agreement to be friends with the Wampanoag, who taught us how to hunt and farm here. We would not have survived without their help. Oh, wait! Stop! What is this? Standing between us and our village, there are at least four score Wampanoag warriors! Why are they here? Thou hast tricked me. This is an ambush. Help! Help! Man the cannons! It's an invasion! No, no, stop! It's not a trick or a trap, I promise. Little Bear called for his people, it's true, but only to help rescue him if we couldn't find Oceanus for you. Once Little Bear tells them he's safe, I'm sure they'll let us pass. Please, please, no cannon fire. We should be celebrating Oceanus's return and our friendship. Little Bear, call off your warriors and I'll call off mine. It's okay, I'm okay. We found the missing pilgrim boy. Stand down, stand down. These are friends. They've helped us find young Oceanus and return him safely. Oceanus, thou art back! Let's get thee back to our cottage for a hot meal and a washing. Mama, mama, mama! Wolfie and Little Bear found our lost boy. Let us all give thanks together for his return. Lauren, Reader, Little Bear, Bugs, tell thy people to join us for the first celebration as well. Only 50 of us have survived our first winter in Plymouth, and our hearts would have broken if we lost this darling young boy. And my, it looks like there are almost 100 Wampanoag warriors here. Let us bring out the tables, the benches, the chairs, and even small barrels and baskets so that we can seat everyone, pilgrims and Wampanoag, together. We gratefully accept your invitation. Wampanoag, bring the five deer we had prepared for our Thanksgiving celebration. Bring the wild turkey, sea bass, corn, beans, and squash too. We will celebrate the boy's return and our friendship with these pilgrims here together. My friend Massasoit, it is good to see you again. I owe thee and thy entire tribe an apology. Before we begin our feast, let us thank God for his bounty. Without join me in giving thanks, our dearest Father in heaven above, Great Spirit, we thank thee for sending thy love. Our hearts are full of thanksgiving today. We praise Grandfather Son for lighting our way. Thank thee for our Indian friends who helped us this year. Thank thee for all living things that we share. Only 50 of us survived the winter, and we have shed many a tear. We thank thee for the creatures who swim in the sea and fly in the air. Today, today there, is there is no, no mine or, or yours. yours. There, there is, is only, only we. we.
who pray for this sacred land and our shared community. Welcome to all. Come join our feast. After we eat, we will sing and dance, run races and have wrestling matches. We will play keep away and blind men's bluff. And in the evenings, we will play checkers by the campfire. Our celebration will not end until the sun has set three times. We have endured great hardship this year. It is now time for a great celebration. Different too. They were as different as me and as you. Without our differences, we'd all be the same. And that would be boring. It'd be such a shame. Together we celebrate being different. Differences give us diversity. I am thankful we are different. So I learn from you, and you learn from me. We'll celebrate. differences that we share not just on thanksgiving all the time everywhere together we celebrate being different that's what makes us special you see i am thankful we are different so you can be you and i can be me wow what a thanksgiving a celebration of friendship, of family, and of all of our similarities and differences. There's a reason Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday, and it's not just the pumpkin pie. We'd love to stay, but it's getting late, and this tired group of time travelers needs to head for our home. We will never forget any of you on this special day. Wolfie and I thank you for being here with us today and for helping us find little Oceanus. Lauren, reader, thy clothes are odd and thy talking bug friends are perplexing, but we are proud to have welcomed thee as guests in this new country. Thank you, Little Bear and Governor Bradford. We'll never forget how welcoming the Wampanoag were to four time-traveling strangers. And I can't wait to tell my friends and family about how the Wampanoag helped the pilgrims survive the winter and joined them at their very first Thanksgiving. Every time I celebrate Thanksgiving with my family and friends, I'll think about how, even though we're different, Little Bear and I both love Thanksgiving. Okay, are you ready? Let's all flap our wings and fly back home together. Hop three times with me, then into my book bag. Here we go. One hop, two hops, three hops, and we're in. We've had a big adventure within our book bag. And I think we saved the day We'll see you next time Goodbye book bag Now it's time to fly away Reading bug, spelling bee, reader I'm so grateful that we visited both the Pilgrims and Wampanoag today And I'm delighted that our adventure had such a happy ending 
We made friends with Little Bear and helped him rescue Wolfie, who helped us find Oceanus. Then the pilgrims invited the Wampanoag warriors and all of us to join for a Thanksgiving celebration. I hope that everything stays just the way it was today. Morning. Today was a wonderful day. But sadly, the friendship between the pilgrims and the native people was not always friendly. I read in What Was the First Thanksgiving by Joan Holub that as more and more English settlers moved to America, they began to take over the areas where the Wampanoag had always farmed, fished, and hunted. The settlers' animals trampled the Wampanoag's cornfields, and their settlements pushed the Native American people out of their homes and villages. The pilgrims came to believe that God wanted them to claim the land in America for their own, and disputes between the English settlers and the Native people over the land even led to a war in 1675, called King Philip's War. Many people were killed on both sides, but in less than a year, almost all of the Native villages in the colony of Massachusetts were destroyed, and the Wampanoag lost their freedom, their families, and their way of life. That's awful, Reading Bug. It was clear that the differences between the Pilgrims and the Wampanoag were hard for each other to understand, but I was hopeful the Thanksgiving celebration was the beginning of a better understanding between the two. Let's be sure to illustrate what we saw and experienced today to show our friends and family how the Pilgrims and Wampanoag were able to embrace their differences, at least for a little while, and find some common ground. Like Massasoit and Governor Bradford said, we should give thanks and share our many blessings with each other, not just on Thanksgiving, but every day of the year. Since that first Thanksgiving, many, many more people have come to America from all around the world. One of the books I've read, Molly's Pilgrim, is the story of a Jewish girl named Molly whose family came to America from Russia, just like the pilgrims arrived here long ago, seeking peace and freedom that they didn't have in their countries. In Molly's Pilgrim, the author explains that the pilgrims got the idea for Thanksgiving from Jews like Molly and her mama, who had been celebrating a Jewish harvest holiday called Sukkot for hundreds of years. I especially love the book's ending when Molly realizes that it takes all kinds of pilgrims to make a Thanksgiving. You're right, Reading Bug. We are all pilgrims. A long time ago, my mother's family came from Eastern Europe, and my father's family came from Ireland to make a better life for themselves and their children in America. Reader, do you know what country your family came from? I can't wait to tell the story of all that we learned about Native Americans and the Pilgrims on our adventure back in time. Me too! And if you enjoyed today's adventure and want to learn more about the Pilgrims, Native Americans, or their first Thanksgiving together, you can read any of the books in my book bag. A complete list can be found at thereadingbug.com adventures. And I hope you draw some exciting illustrations of our adventure today, reader. Or maybe you'll choose to draw pictures of your family and their heritage instead. Hey, we're back. You're right, Reading Bug. Reading Bug, B, we're back home safe and sound, having learned all about Thanksgiving. You know, I'm really thankful to have good friends like you to adventure with because... When you're a reader, you're a leader. You're ready to learn about everything as you grow. You'll show this world that you can be anything. You could write a book or fly a plane. Build a house with a giant crane. Whatever you do, one thing will be true. There's nothing you can't do. You can see it through just by being you. Cause you're a reader, you're a leader, 
you're ready to learn about everything as you grow. You'll show this world that you can be anything. You could sing your way into a Broadway show. Don't let anyone tell you no. Whatever you do, one thing will be true. There's nothing you can't do. You can make your dreams come true just by being you. Thank you for joining us on our adventure today, reader. The Reading Bug, Spelling Bee, and I have to go now. But we can't wait to see you on our next Reading Bug adventure. Bye-bye. See you next time. It's a Reading Bug adventure. There's lots of fun in store. Just inside our book bag, there's new places to explore. Grab your crayons and paper and your imaginations, too. The Reading Bug and I can't wait to share our trip. Today's episode of Reading Bug Adventures is sponsored by Penguin Young Readers Group, a global reader in children's publishing, featuring My Book with No Pictures by B.J. Novak, an activity version of the popular The Book with No Pictures. Flurf, Blorgle, Nibnab, Boo! Uh, Reading Bug, are you okay? Oh, hi, Lauren. I didn't see you there. Yes, yes, yes. I'm great. And I'm super excited because I am writing my own version of the book with no pictures. My book with no pictures. Have you ever wanted to write your own version of the number one New York Times bestselling book, The Book with No Pictures? Well, now you can with this fill-in-the-blanks book that puts the power of words directly into your hands. There's even a bonus sheet of nonsense stickers included. Look! Oh, how fun! Words are amazing. They can be happy or sad, serious or goofy. And some of the best words of all are the ones that make you laugh. The ridiculous, preposterous words like those in the book with no pictures. Yes, yes, yes! Now you can create some of those amazing words. You can write a book that makes grown-ups have to say silly things. Just fill in the blanks, then ask your favorite adult to read your book to you and laugh and laugh at your book with no pictures. That sounds like so much fun, Reading Bug. The author of the book with no pictures, B.J. Novak, is well known for his work on NBC's Emmy Award-winning comedy series, The Office, as an actor, writer, director, and executive producer. He's also acclaimed for his stand-up comedy, his performances in motion pictures, and his New York Times best-selling books, The Book with No Pictures, and One More Thing. I'm super excited to recommend my book with no pictures to all of our listeners. You can purchase it at thereadingbug.com or your local independent bookstore. Thank you to our sponsor, Penguin Young Readers, for their support. And thank you for joining our adventure today. I'm Lauren Savage, and today's adventure was an original story written by Diane and Brandon Savage. This episode was performed by me, Chloe, Riley, Brandon, and Jack Savage, Paul Gruet, Katie Jelniak, and Arthur Graff. Original music was written by me and my brother, Ross Gruet. And sound mixing and mastery was by Resonate Recordings. The Reading Bug is a family-owned independent bookstore in California. And we're passionate about educating, entertaining, and engaging children of all ages. Learn more about us at thereadingbug.com and our personalized subscription box service at readingbugbox.com. And please support passion, expertise, and creativity in children's literature by continuing to shop with us or your local independent bookseller. Thank you. Goodbye.
Calling all trivia nerds, Brittany here, and I host the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast with my best friend, Meredith. Is your next car ride looking like a snooze fest? <laughs> We've got The Cure, three rounds of awesome trivia every week. Harry Potter, Disney, science, sports, you name it. No more silent car troubles. The Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast. Connect, laugh, and learn with your kids, big and small. <laughs> New episodes every week, wherever you get your podcasts. Search for the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast. Have you ever wished that you had a direct line to your pediatrician to ask all the questions that constantly crop up while parenting? We sure have. That's why we launched the Bites of Health Podcast. Every morning, we'll answer a commonly asked pediatric question in five minutes or less. You can tune in while you're making your second cup of coffee or from the school drop-off line. So be sure to tune in to Bites of Health, streaming now.